Alana J. Lo. Rick Hammond. <laughs> Hammond. Hammond. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> tell me what happened with your mom this morning. Well, actually, she called me last night. Oh, I thought this was this when she was driving your sister to the airport. No, she drove her to the airport last night because that's when her flight was. I, I don't know how. I don't know if she was going to transfer uh, flights, which probably was going to happen because she um she was going to get to Washington at uh, eight this morning. So she's probably already there by now. And she, since she bought the tickets at the last minute, she might have had to do a couple of transfers. Right. Considering how busy it is right now. Yes. I, that's what I'm guessing because if my mom's driving her to the airport at night, then um, she's going to have to transfer if she's going to get uh, to um, to Washington at 8. I remember, babes, when I <clears throat> first moved to Denver, mm -hmm. I left Honolulu in the afternoon. Yep. And there was a transfer at night for a couple hours, but I don't remember oh. where. Okay. And then there was another transfer in Arizona. So I probably went to California. Yeah. Yeah. Because California is the closest state uh, to fly to. That's Hawaii. right. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's about five hours, mm -hmm. but it's the closest one. Okay, so let me tell you what happened. So she called me at night and she wasn't sure if I knew what was going on with my dad. Do we want to give that backstory first, actually? Okay, well, what do you... Okay, you, you, you go and give it. I'm at home yesterday just messing around, <clears throat> playing with my pud, as some people would say. Okay. <laughs> and I... I want to know what a pud is. Oh, that's a joke. I know. I saw that I had a missed call from you, but we had just talked like a couple hours earlier. Yeah. Reach back out and you're like, Bob, get who is coming to town. My dad ain't here. That's not what I said. You didn't say it quite like that. No. I didn't, I didn't have that voice either. Apparently, they just bought tickets yesterday to fly in from Hawaii this weekend. So your sister... I, I don't know if it was yesterday, but... My, that's when you found out about it. Well, I found out yesterday, but I didn't know when they bought the tickets. So your younger sister and your dad are coming in. Your younger sister's coming in today. To Hawaii. I mean, to From Washington, Hawaii yeah. to Washington. Yeah. Because that's where your older sister lives. Twin. And your dad is coming there tomorrow. So, yeah. So you were like, hey, our plans might have to be readjusted. Next week is Thanksgiving. But it looks like they'll both be gone by then. And yeah. we're going to see Kristen Wig on Sunday. Uh -huh. But it also looks like that's not going to be interrupted. Yeah, um, as far as I know, because my dad's going to be there on Saturday. I'm sure he wants to see... Um, my sister and her family. Yeah. Um. So they, they, you know, they'll they'll need a good weekend. And also, if they do come up here, you'll have to put down the lawn and say, "Hey, listen, bro, I don't, dad, bro? bro, or sister, bro. What? I only found out about this like literally a couple of days ago. It's not like y'all live down the street. Okay. Oh, uh, we we did make plans, but in any event, so that throws me off a little bit, but only for a minute or two. Yeah. And last night, your mama calls you. Yeah. And what happened? <clears throat> well, she didn't know, like I said, she didn't know if I knew anything about what's going on with my dad and my sister. And she was trying to push the idea, oh, you know, your dad should visit you. Um, and it's and it should be easy if he's coming from Seattle. But you have to remember that uh, towns like Federal Way, Washington is closer to Tacoma. Okay. 
Um, so it's not quite Seattle. I don't know people do that, right? They, they just like, by default, it's Seattle, right? Which isn't true. Um, but anyway, that's besides the point. Um, she was like, oh yeah, he could go, um, he can take the train to see you. And then when he gets to the train station, all you have to do is, um, order a lift and an Uber. But that costs money. Right. That costs money. Um, I'm really not used to having my dad over at a place that I live in by myself. I've never had that situation. Um, and he's never stayed with me when I was in an apartment by myself. So that's a little bit kind of, that's kind of weird. Mm -hmm. My mom's like, Oh, he should stay overnight. And I'm like, that's a little bit odd to me, but I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. My sister suggested that, you know, I don't know if dad wants to drive, but um, she was thinking maybe she could take my oldest niece and my dad with her, uh, drive the three hours to see me in Portland. Your oldest sister? Yes. Okay. For some reason, when you were explaining it to me this morning, I thought it was just going to be your oldest niece and your dad. No. I mean, my oldest niece hasn't seen her grandpa in years. Yeah. Why would she go by go with him by herself? I don't know. Maybe she wants to get to know the man. Okay. Well, I mean, yeah, because she wouldn't be able to take the her younger kids for um because there wouldn't be any room. Yeah. I don't think. There would they would there would be room, but then it would have to be really tight. I'm having trouble understanding one thing though. So now you have said that you're older sister has motor vehicle issues i mean uh, her her vehicle was fixed but i think she's got something going on with the tires okay but otherwise it's it's been fixed nice yeah so she can they can drive places and everything but they only have one car oh they only have one car so it's not like they could take an extra car with them so yeah how would that even work then because if they have two other kids and your brother-in-law they can't just, I mean, I would imagine it would be difficult just to take a car for a trip that one way is three hours. So that means if if you if you just came here for an hour, which they're not going to do, if they come here, they're coming here for like the afternoon. Yeah. You're, you're out of the, you're, um, her other kids and your brother-in-law are pretty much stuck at home for a long period of time. Yeah. The way I understand. So, yeah, and it wouldn't be fair to them because I'm sure they would all want to see me. But it's, you know, if they had, like, a big SUV, that might actually work. Yeah. If they had, like, a van, actually. If they had, like, a um, a minivan, that might actually work. But... Yeah, but even then... But even then, yeah. You would want two cars for a family that size. And it costs money to drive and get gas, you know? And if they buy food, because sometimes when people... um you know, when my family will go to another family member's house, mm -hmm. they'll bring food or they'll they'll buy, you know, they'll buy dinner or something. Yeah. That's, what's, that's how my family is. Yeah. Um, so I'm not sure how that's going to work. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, maybe they'll go to Portland if they're able to and we'll go to like a restaurant and have a dinner or something. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I'd like for my dad to see my place at least. Yeah. Um, I don't think I'll be able to put him up here though. No. Because it's just, it's just, it's just a little bit complicated. I don't think he's ready for that. And if you put him up, you'd also have to put up presumably your sister and, uh, your niece. And that also brings complications because then the elder relatives are out of a car <laughs> for at least a yeah. day. Yeah. 
And my niece is really tall. Oh. My sister's tall, but my niece is taller than her. So that's going to create a problem. And my dad is, you know, my dad's taller than both of them. Mm -hmm. He's 5'11". Actually, no, I don't think my niece is that much shorter than my dad. Because she's probably like 5'10 already. We should explain in the Filipino community. Yeah. It is common for people to be very small. So uh -huh. like under under five feet even. If your niece goes to let's say Lu Bang, for example, she will tower over everybody. Yeah, almost. but then she's you know, she's also biracial, so Oh. oh. What? No, I don't know. I mean, she took after her dad. My, nice. My, my brother-in-law. Well, my brother-in-law isn't that tall. I mean, you're, you're pretty tall for a Filipino person, though. I know. I'm, I take after my dad in that I'm taller than my mom, but, but I only stopped at 5'6". But your mom's also pretty tall for a Filipino woman. Yes. Uh, you know, she's taller than the average one. Yeah. But compared to me, I'm... I'm I, I tower. I, I don't... Well, I don't tower over her, but I'm just a couple inches taller. Yeah, in the I mean, what I've noticed, babes, outside of your family, the people I've known from the Philippines seem to be all like maybe five foot. Uh huh. Yeah. Even the guys. Yeah, exactly. I've met very, very short guys. Like my cousin, my cousin, when I met him uh, in 20, uh, 2003 for the first time, super short. Oh. Super short. I'm like I cannot believe they're short. But even in Italian families, right? In in uh Italian families, sometimes the guys can get short. Yeah. I mean, look at Joe Pesci. That's I don't true. even think he's like 5-6. No, I'd be surprised if he's, he's a, 5 foot. He's a short man. Yes. I thought he was like 5-3 or something. Maybe he is. I don't I don't keep that much. He's a he's a short him. guy. I mean. Oh. Yeah. Yes. So I don't know. So we're so, and at one point your mom was offering to pay for you to go down and see your relatives. To go up. I, I'm sorry. I'm bad with geography. To go up. Yeah. Well, yeah. But I said, well, mom, I just found out yesterday that this is going on. I can't just drop my plan just because my dad wants to see me. And they just, I mean, this is what really drives me crazy, especially for me because I'm not married out of the three of my sisters. Sure. I, I kind of get this feeling, and I don't know if it's just because I'm the single one. I don't have kids. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm just dating you. Um, we're not married. We don't have any kids between us. We don't. I don't think we do. No, we don't. Okay, good. I don't have any kids. Nice. Um, and it's like they're expecting me to drop my plans as if I had nothing else to do. And it really bugs me. And yeah. it's been happening for a long time. And my aunt, I love her so much, but... She is, she, she has done this to me over and over again. <clears throat> and I've tried to do my best to advocate for myself. It's very hard because there are people in my family that I feel are very uh, domineering and controlling and maybe they don't even realize it. But I kind of feel like it's, they're kind of dependent on me. Like even my sister was like, can you be flexible and you know, try to make way for dad. And I'm like, why is it dependent upon me to be flexible? Yeah. I I hear you, but it, it does sound like your older sister has to be like super flexible this weekend. If I was her and I yeah. told you this, I would be pissed. Yeah. Well, I get that. I understand why they would be upset, but at the same time, I'm, I'm affected by it too. Yeah. And I'm not even living in Washington anymore. And so it's kind of like, 
why why do I have to feel like I'm it has to be dependent upon me to make this happen? Mm-hmm. That, that's how it feels like to me. And maybe maybe they don't realize that. But it's like, you know, just because I'm not married, that doesn't mean I can just drop everything for everybody. Exactly. And yeah. you could make the argument, okay, we are seeing the Christian wig thing this weekend, but what about Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday? Uh-huh. And we have no plans to hang out those days, but yeah. then it's also like, okay, well, maybe your mom is willing to pay for you to go up there and maybe she's even willing to pay for you to go back, but tickets are, are really booked because it's it Thanksgiving. Is. It is. So yeah, you could go up there, but would you be able to get a train ride back right on Wednesday? And let's say no. Okay. We don't spend Thanksgiving together. A sad day for me, but also for you, your family is sort of like, doesn't always celebrate holidays, so that would put well, you well, in. Well, some awkward. of them don't. Yeah. most of them do, but some of them don't. But that would still put you in a little bit of an awkward position too. So, uh, it was nice of your mom to offer. So I'm of two minds of this. Yes. Yeah. On one hand, I think it's really weird that your mom wants you to see your dad since they're no longer together. And on the other hand, I'm thinking, but that is also super sweet. That's what you think is. about that. It is super sweet, and. You know, and I'm glad that she's encouraging a relationship with my dad, even though it's been years since I, um, you know, I think, oh, wow, I, I can't even remember the last time I saw him. It might have been in um, 2013 because he came to Portland and then he went to Washington with a, a friend of his um, that visited Portland as well. So um, he got to see me and um, my sister and her um son who was a baby at the time oh yeah so um so it was nice to see i think i think it's been like since 2013 or 2014 it's been years wow so i get why you know i i i get why my mom wants me to see him but i kind of feel like i kind of feel like somebody wants to control it but I don't think it's your mom that wants to control because she's just finding about out about this too. No, but I kind of feel like she's pushing the idea and I'm just like, okay, mom, why don't I just wait for uh, so-and-so to call me? Yeah. So, so to play devil's advocate and defend your mom, not that your mom's a devil. No. But <laughs> let me let me defend your mom for a second. Yeah. And I'm not, I'm not going to make a hard defense. So I'm not going to be like, why don't you trust yeah. your mom, babes? Yeah. But... She's just finding out about this. And in her mind, she's also probably thinking, well, it's been a lot while since you two have seen each other. And because she's just finding out about this, she might just be kind of like thinking out loud when she's saying, hey, I could pay for you to go to uh, Seattle if you like. Yeah, I, yeah, I know. She's thinking out loud. Yeah. But I said, well, mom, I just heard about this, too. And I didn't know until today. And... It would have been easier if I would have been told two weeks ago because then I wouldn't make plans for Thanksgiving and all that. Yeah. So she understood that and she's like, "Oh, okay. Well, um, you know, maybe your dad can see you. So, so we'll we'll see what happens. It's it's kind of, um, it's kind of frustrating when people don't communicate as often as they should. Exactly. I'm one hundred percent on your side with this. It's so frustrating. You know, I mean, I, I, yeah, I don't know. So, yeah. Let's see. I mean, it is weird that your sister is coming in today, but she didn't tell your other sister until like yesterday. No, no, she, um, she did tell her, I don't know how long ago okay. she knew, but 
she said that she did not, my sister told me that she, that our other sister did not contact the family about it. Which she should have. Yeah. I just didn't get, but but then she also explained to me that, well, she didn't know she was going to get the tickets because she was thinking about not going. Oh, oh. And then she just found out that she got the ticket. Nice. So, oh yeah, anyway. <laughs> Chaos. Chaos. But ensues. this should all be settled by Thanksgiving. Oh, or, or at least before. Before, because yeah. your younger sister is going back to Hawaii on Tuesday mm-hmm. and your daddy is flying <laughs> back on Wednesday. So, wait a second. Yeah. And I know that you have other relatives in that area, but just doing the math. Because mm-hmm. presumably your younger sister is closer to your older sister than she is with the other relatives and cars and whatnot. <clears throat> if And cars? Well, she needs, your younger sister also needs car access if she's uh-huh. going to get to the airport. So, uh-huh. per, so presumably. Yeah. And again, what do I know? Uh-huh. Because I don't know your entire family situation, nor mm-hmm. do I need to. Right. That would mean that it would be that if your sister, your older sister and her daughter and your dad were to come up here, mm-hmm. they would have to do that either like l- Tuesday afternoon or early Wednesday. No, they could do it on Monday. They could, but what I'm thinking in my head is, what's your older sister going to do? Yeah, she has other relatives in the area, but she's going to really want to hang out with them. I don't know. Well, I don't no, know no, I mean, she's close now. She's close to my relatives in other areas. Oh, okay. I mean, my it's not just my, you know, my cousin, My well, my I think there are, my other cousins are in Seattle too, but she has to drive a ways. Yeah. Um, uh... So, but my other cousin is physically 15 minutes away oh. from them, but they're, they're not getting along right now. So, um, but, but there are other relatives and, but, but, um, like my aunt and uncle lives in Burlington, Washington, which is a little bit of a ways. Yeah. So without getting too much into this. Yeah. Your older sister and your cousin are having their issues, but yeah. your younger sister is still cool with your cousin. As far as I know. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Nice. But um, you know, it, you know, and and my it's kind of awkward because um, my younger sister wants my other sister to drive her to the cousin's house, but they're not. They're kind of having their issues, and they're not. You know, my cousin's not talking to her or whatever. But would your younger sister have to, or your older sister have to come in, or could she just like um, maybe drop the younger sister like across the street? Well, I mean, like I'm sure she would like to come in. It's just my cousin that that doesn't want to talk to her. Oh, oh. Uh, and so, so it's kind of awkward right now with them. Yeah. So I don't know what's going to happen. Um, it sounds like it's very chaotic right now. So. Yeah. I have no idea what's going to happen. I, I have a feeling maybe she'll be staying at my cousin's house for a while. She might go and visit my other relatives. And my sister's thinking, I might not even see her until Tuesday. <laughs> she's going to be all over the place. Oh, really? But I thought your older sister was picking up the youngin from the airport. She's I know not that, that much young. Oh, there were okay. some issues, though, because, like, your older sister had to drop off her kids for school. So My nephew um, starts school by 8 o'clock, so yeah. I'm not sure. I mean, I think I think she'll be able to figure that out. I'm sure she she had she has an idea about what she's going to do. Nice. Yeah. But um I kind of feel like we're 
um, we're like the only two people in the family that likes to plan things out. Mm. And we actually like to make sure that things work before yeah. we plan them out. Yeah. I'm, I'm that kind of person. Like I don't, I like doing things on the fly, but very seldomly because you plan, usually when you plan things out, um, it's a lot easier to um, to handle. And it depends on what that thing is yeah. and how it's going to affect the people around you. Like you probably <clears throat> wouldn't fly six and a half hours to see a relative if they only had a, like a couple of days notice that you were coming. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean that's just not that's just not good planning. Yes. That's like very short notice and, you know, they're not they don't have enough time to clean up. Yeah. And get things ready. Yes. So well, anyway, we'll see what happens. Yes. We will see what happens. Well, good, babe. So I hope you get to see your relatives without it affecting me too much there. And maybe I'll invite you to come and say hi for a little bit. I would do that. But I'd have to ask you to please be on your best behavior and don't use any coarse words. Bubs. What's up? I'm apt, I have to ask you to be on your best behavior because oh, you're not on your best behavior with me all the time. Oh, but I'm always good boy. No, you're yeah. not always a good am. boy. So, but no, I'd be willing to meet your relatives. Um, yeah, I think it would be good to kind of break the ice. You yeah. Because... You know, I, I, um, I do appreciate, you know, even though sometimes you don't quite understand my mom, I appreciate that you like to include her in our things. Yeah. Your mom, we've discussed this is a little bit too Christian-y for me, but she's a nice woman. If you can get past the Jesus stuff. Uh, Come on. What? Come on now. No, I think if your mom was a little bit less into Jesus and still, but still believed what? She would be a really cool person. Oh, um, so basically what you're saying is she didn't preach so much. Yes. Not that she has to be less into Jesus. Yeah, she didn't preach so much. Yeah. I don't like preachy people, though. Mm. Yeah, and it's really embarrassing when I hear stories, and I'll tell this really quick. Go ahead. And I think I may have mentioned it in here. It's really embarrassing when um, she tells me stories like, she'll be in a cab with somebody, um, the cab driver, and then she'll just like, out of the blue, ask him if he's a Christian. I'm like, you don't do that. <laughs> you don't do that. That is just so wrong. It was, and I know we've mentioned this before, but it was really odd the first time I met your mom. I know. And it was like three hours and I, and I And I didn't know how to stop it. Yeah. I was like, she kept just going on. And I'm like, I don't know if I should stop it now. And she just wanted to tell her story. And I'm like, I get that you want to do that, but keep it to like 30 minutes or something. Well, here's the thing. If I, I, I'm down for a good three hour story, if so much of it wasn't like Jesus, 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 you know what I mean? Well, I mean, would I mean, how would you feel if somebody talked about Satan, Satan, Satan for three hours? That, that would be a little bit too much for me, too. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I understand that she wants to share her faith, and I get that. Um, but the way that she does it, it really makes me nervous because. And, and, and actually embarrassed because it's like, you don't do that. Yeah, slip it in a little bit it's, here. I mean, you just wait for the right opportunity. I mean, God will give her the right opportunity, but she's um, opening the door before God opens the door. I went to somebody's funeral once, babe. So I'm not going to oh. say who it was. Okay. What I will say, it was not my mom. Okay. Um, And I only say that because obviously I went to my mom's funeral. Yeah. 
But I went to somebody's funeral, and I it's not like we were like super close, but I knew this person fairly well. Yeah. And I knew that they believed in Jesus, but they were never preachy about it. Right. Yeah. So it wasn't like, oh, I'm going over to so and so's house. I'm going to hear about Jesus. It yeah. was just like I knew that they they went to church, but that was about all they share. Oh. But then I go. I mean, what? I go to their funeral, and it yeah. was like nonstop about how this person believed in Jesus and about how involved with the church they were. What's and, wrong? Well, here's I'm going to tell you, and I told this to a friend of mine too. I said, you know that I like Tupac. But I don't talk about Tupac 24-7. Mm-hmm. Imagine, babes, if I died and you go to my funeral and everybody else there discusses what a big fan of Tupac I was. That would annoy me. Exactly. Okay, so here's the thing about that. I think it's important for people to share what they're passionate about. And I think if somebody is very, um, uh, if someone's a Christian, whatever, you know, if they're Jewish, I think it's important for people to share their faith but when it really, what 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 really gets to me and my tummy just started growling, yeah, is when they have to, when they ask people and they just want to talk about it and they open the door before the door is open. That's when it really embarrasses me, and it's like you you, you don't do that. Some people just don't know how to. Um, I'm going to use a Christianese word. Oh, evangelize. They don't, they don't have, they have like the wrong idea of evangelizing, if you know what that means. Yeah, it means preach to the masses. I look at it like promotion because you're promoting a specific belief system. And I'm a big fan of the soft sell. Like, it, I know all roads go back to Howard Stern. Jeez, oh, we're going to go there again, huh? Yeah, when somebody goes on Howard Stern, they'll usually maybe they'll mention whatever they're promoting for you know for like a minute and then Howard will do like a two-hour interview where he goes and talks about that person's life and then at the end of it he'll say now let's get back to that movie we're talking about at the beginning yeah so it's like you're you're there to promote a product but you're not just talking about it non-stop usually I mean I what the the people I mean I think that the soft the 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 little things are the ones that really that can get people's attention mm-hmm. and even more than being preachy about it just by your attitude just by um what you what you, what you're passionate about I mean people are gonna know yeah you don't even have to say you don't even have to say much you could have a conversation with them about it once in a while, but people are going to know by the way you are what you really believe in. Well, and the other thing too, I imagine <coughs> it's got to be hard for some somebody like your mom to think I have to talk about Jesus all the time because then there's that pressure and you can't, it's almost like you can't have any of their hobbies besides for Jesus. You know what I mean? So she there's a pressure other, there. She has other things, but it's it's kind of like she wants to go all in and it's and going all in isn't isn't doesn't have to be like that, you know, because she's done that with my friends too. Yeah. And I can't tell you how how really embarrassed I was because she she just she's just so um quick to share and that's fine, but then you can't expect everybody to believe the way you do right away, like I, I mean, I was just really embarrassed, um, really, um, because of what she was doing. And I couldn't stop it. I couldn't stop the like, or talking for three hours. I, I couldn't stop it. Okay. I didn't know how to do it. Here's a question for you. What? 
that happens and I leave to go home, yeah. did it come up in conversation or were you just like, I can't talk to my mom about this? I don't believe it came up, but I should have said something like, you know, why did you, why did you feel like you had to spend three hours talking to somebody about, about your faith when you don't even know this person? I was, I was so embarrassed. I was like, I cannot believe this happened. But your mom does know that I'm agnostic. Yes. Nice. She she knows you're not a believer. Oh. I've I've been very honest with her about that. Yes. I, I, I didn't um I didn't um lie about it and I believe I even told her before that happened. Oh. I th- I think I did. I can't remember, but I'm just like, this is so embarrassing. This is so embarrassing. And your mom's also uh extremely right wing too. Yeah, well I mean in the <laughs> What? Yes, he is. I know, but you have to bring what? that up, Bubs. Sorry, Dave. I didn't know. Give me a kiss. No. Why? I love you, but you, you put your foot in your mouth. Oh, wait, Dave. Give me a kiss. In a big mouth. Wait, Dave. Give me a kiss. Mm-hmm. Does your mom know that I'm a lefty on most things? Um, If she doesn't know, she'll know now if she listens to this. I don't think she does. Okay. Yes. Well, I mean, I... I don't know. I think she does. I didn't go into a lot of detail. Yeah. About it. Cause I'm just like, I don't need to talk about this. But, but did you say that we disagree on politics for the most part? I don't even know if I, I don't remember even if I talked about that. Nice. But I didn't want her to bring it up because I didn't want to have to um, break up an argument. Yeah. She did bring it up that one night. I did, and I'm like, I don't, uh, uh, mom, I, I, and I had to tell her, you know, I don't think we're ready to talk about this. Yeah, no, you you shut that down because you knew if we went down the uh, Trump stopped the steal thing, I was going to have some stuff to say. Oh. Well, I also stopped what was going on with uh, your uh, friend. We yeah, you out. did. You did stop that. And I'm like, no, this is just not a good time, and he just met you, and... So so here's a question for you, babes. About okay. your, and we don't want to pick on your mom, mom babe. No, she's she she means yeah, well. Like she's, I said, if your mom was a little bit less into Jesus, she'd actually be a really cool person. I think the right to. word would be preachy. Oh. She can be as much into Jesus as possible, but I think that she needs to not be so preachy about it. Okay, here's a question for you. Yeah. And I know that you don't really know any of the people from her current church, but you've obviously you grew up with her and you've you you've known her friends from the church over the years. Yeah. When they get together, like when your mom gets together with friends of hers from her church, mm-hmm. do they just talk about Jesus or do they talk about I don't about think so. Thing? I think she talks about um about us a lot though. You mean her kids? Well, what else would they be, Buzz? I'm one of her kids. No, but I mean they don't talk about like music or hey, I met this really hot um, guy. Or, what? Your mom's single, babes. I don't know what all they talk about. They probably talk about music or books. Um, I mean, she talks about her her kids a lot. Nice. You know, she talks about her, my um. She talks about her grandkids and oh. you know she talks about the family and she shows pictures of me. <laughs> she shows oh. pictures of us. Um, yeah, I don't think they just talk about God all the time. I mean, oh, good. I don't talk about God all the time. No, no, no. I like talking about music. Yeah. I'm very passionate about music and the arts. Yes. I have a feeling your mom is more of a believer than you. Like, you believe. How can you say that? Well, I mean, this based on. I mean, how do you know that, Bubs? Well, I mean, your mom told, I'll give you an example. 
And I, I, I know I'm going to butcher this because I don't remember it that well. Mm-hmm. But didn't your mom, and you were there for the say some story about when she was like three, she rescued her family from a fire in the Philippines and it was God's work? That's and you what, don't have any experiences like that. No, that doesn't make her more of a believer than me. That just means that she has different experiences I, than I do. Am I getting the gist of that story right? Or I think so. I didn't know about that one. I thought, I don't remember her telling me that actually. But you remember when... I was there. Yeah. But that doesn't make her more of a believer. Okay. It just means that we had different experiences. Oh, good. What? 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 Bob. What? Really? I love you, babe. You are my jewel. You know, you really shouldn't assume stuff like that. All right. Well, I was just an assumption, babe. I said it was an assumption. Give me a kiss. Mm. I love my believing jewel. I love my lost little way. Oh my goodness. Oh, oh my god, bite my nose. <laughs> I love you. I love you. But no, I I, I really uh. should kind of sit down with her and talk to her about it because I know that she wants to share her testimony a lot. Yeah. And that's great, but you know, wait for the door to be open because that, that it really turns people off. Yeah, yeah. It really does, especially the ones that are, like, outright atheists. Yeah, but your mom does have good qualities. It's just the Jesus stuff. She, she means well, but she doesn't have to be, like, preaching 24-7. I, I, I don't like that. Yes. Good. I, I, have, I can find a time to talk about it, but I don't like the um, people that end up being, like, holier than thou hypocrites yeah and you talk about it during jayla loves jesus and all that stuff that's because that's what it's called love that's right hmm. i'm thinking about doing another um study uh, a, a, a study on compassion next but i have to um prepare for it that'd maybe cool. after the, the uh thanksgiving that would be nice yeah yeah i'm d- i'm down for that yeah down for some of the the good book as we call it or the book bible love oh what? No. The vibe. That's the kids are calling it. Bubs. What the kids call it the vibe. No, they don't. I thought they did. Bubs. That's like slang for the Bible. Bubs, you're just making stuff up again. Oh, oh. Yeah. I don't think I would make stuff up, babes. Yes, you would. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yes. But um, you know, my I love my mom very much. She means well, but she um I need to talk to her about that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but she does have good qualities, too. Yeah, she's very um, hospitable. She's a better cook than she gives herself credit for. I know. That's what I told her. I said, Mom, you're a good cook. Yeah. You may you may not have cooked a lot of things. My, You know what my aunt told me? What's that? A long time ago. She told me that my mom used to make a peach cobbler, and I've never had it, but she said that my mom was a really good baker when it came to, to peach cobbler. I wonder, babes, and I don't mean this shit on your dad, metaphorically speaking, yeah, I know you're going you're going to anyway, right? Oh, well you probably know what I'm going to say. I don't know. Um is maybe the reason your mom doesn't think she's a good cook is it's possible that your dad put down her cooking. I don't know. As far as I know he didn't. Oh good. But my dad was a cook in our family. Yeah. So when we would come home from church, my dad would be making dinner and she felt like she could just kind of relax with us. Nice. Um but my mom, I mean my mom made everything taste good like even if she bought like a thing of cinnamon rolls and she made them with the the frosting, yeah, yeah, they always tasted good even if she didn't make it. And then she makes a really good uh, filet mignon. Nice. 
nice. She cooked throughout like a um a couple of filet mignons for us. Oh good. Um she's very good with cooking veggies and yeah. um she makes this really good um chicken asparagus soup. Yeah. No, she's a good cook. I mean, I I think she gives her she she um doesn't give herself enough credit because that's one of the, the things that I like about her um is her cooking. Yeah. She's really good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, babes, I need to uh, apologize to you about something that I got kind of wrong. What? And it, and it actually has to do with Donald Trump. What? Yeah, yeah. Really? Well, here's what happened. Okay. So Donald Trump announces that he's running for president uh-huh. this week. And yes. that was not a big surprise. I heard that, yes. But, and I knew it was going to happen. Yeah, everybody was expecting that. Yep. And I'm listening to TYT the next day and Secular oh. Talk and all that stuff. Yeah. And I think it was TYT and and uh, Breaking Points. They said that the New York Post reported it as Florida man had an announcement to make. Which I thought, well, that's really odd because <laughs> the New York really Post weird. is super conservative. But but and, even people are questioning the U- New York Post too. So. Yes. And, and I thought that that was connected to Murdoch and whatnot. Yeah. And no, it's not. Okay. It isn't, but a lot of conservatives are now questioning the New York Post because even some of the stories are kind of uh, questionable. Well, on breaking points, yeah, they said that they pulled away from uh, Trump's speech uh-huh. when he was announcing, and they went to Sean Hannity. And even though Sean Hannity gave praise to the speech, uh-huh. they thought it was weird that they would pull away from it. Yeah. And what they started to say was, and and Sagar who co-hosts Breaking Points, and he's like the super conservative on the panel, right? He's the conservative co-host, yeah. and he used to work. He, I think he said that he was discovered. By Tucker Carlson when Tucker Carlson ran some uh, conservative website, uh, the Daily Caller. Yeah, that was the one. Yeah. So he he knows him really well and all uh-huh. that stuff. Yeah, yeah. And and that doesn't mean that he knows Fox News, but it means that he has like a little bit more. He knows that world better than yeah, I yeah. So I had just assumed that Fox News just like loved Trump and was like all Trump all the time. And he said that there's actually there's a lot of mixed feelings about Trump in the conservative world. Like it's it's not what somebody like me would think to where everybody who's a conservative loved Trump. There's actually a fight in the conservative community, there, especially there at Fox Well, there News. are there are conservatives that are would be considered never Trumpers, either the ones that were always that claim to be conservatives. Yeah. Um, and they've all, and they're coming out in the woodwork. And then they've got the, um, the, um, the MAGA people that were, um, they're all in for Trump, which is, uh, I would be in that category, um, and are, uh, definitely, uh, scrutinizing the, uh, never Trumper conservatives. And then, um, also too, which was brought up, it's interesting you talked about Fox News, but the Murdochs used to be, um, the Murdoch family, um, used to be good friends with Trump and they somehow pulled away from that. And, and now that the younger Murdochs are taking over Fox News, it's, um, it's like half and half. Yeah, they said that there's a big fight in, in the conservative world and in Fox News. So you'll have people like Tucker Carlson and Sean Hannity who are all in on Trump, but then you'll have other Engineer people. Pirro. Yeah, and then and then you'll have other people who are maybe pro-Trump, but they'll, they'll uh, actually have a dissenting opinion. And so... So I uh, breaking. Oh no! There's a big, big fight. There's a, we're not united at all. It, I would even say that there is a huge, um, 
there is a fight between conservative Denver Trumpers, MAGA people, and the establishment. So, it's a huge fight. So Breaking Points talked about that. And I'm like, oh, that's interesting because you had always said that, but I never really. Oh, yeah. I just saw it as like conservatives fall in line. Oh, yeah. I mean, and, we are not united at all. I would even be the first to admit that. And then on TYT, Jenk was reporting on some story uh-huh. that a newspaper had. It might have been in the New York Times, but I, I could have it wrong. Yeah. Where it said that Rupert Murdoch told Trump before he announced that he was running for president that uh-huh. he's so dissatisfied with the way that Trump is acting that Fox News might e- is might even back a Democrat if uh, Trump uh, gets the nomination. Yeah, there's, there's a major fight. And you know what? Um, uh, two years ago, um, a lot of conservatives have actually stopped watching Fox News, like a, a, a quite... Um, Quite a bit of conservatives who used to be Fox News watchers, like myself, oh. have stopped watching it. And um, and so their ratings have gone uh, down quite a bit um, as far as conservative conservatives go. Yeah, there's a big, big, big fight in the Republican Party. There's there's <coughs> it's like it's split up into three groups. And it's coming out a lot more because <coughs> many of the uh, candidates who Trump passed who are really stop the steal people lost their elections. Not all of them. Many of them. A lot that. of them won. 219 of them won uh, uh, very good races. And uh, I'm not going to get too much into that. But all I'm going to say is that there is a um, big, big divide within the conservative um, community. I have a theory I want to get your take on. Okay. And I think we're going to disagree, but I, I'm almost certain of it. But I want to know your logic. Yeah. The Republicans uh, did good, but even you would admit they didn't do as well as they were expected to do. Um, I think that it was I, I think that there were Republicans. I will say this. There were Republicans that could have done a lot better. But I don't think that um, the way that the media is reporting it is exactly accurate. I hear you, but they barely lost the House, and they might even pick up one seat in the Senate. And let's take somebody like Lauren Boebert. She won her election, yeah. but it was a lot closer than people were expecting, which means that and in two years when she's challenged again, she has a real chance of losing. I don't know. I mean, it it could really go either way, and there were some tight races, I will say that. Um, there were some, I mean, there were some disappointing ones for sure, like in New York. And in Michigan, and for sure in Pennsylvania. Yeah. Even though I thought um, Mehmet Oz was a horrible candidate, and somebody should have been in his place. But anyway, I don't need to go into that. But that's a complicated one. I think yeah. Fetterman is better, but not by a whole lot. Yeah, like they're so very there, close. So there were some really disappointing races, like uh, New York, Michigan, and Pennsylvania, just in the few. We had right. to go into the whole thing. But but here here's my question for you. Okay. Uh. I And you know that even though I would vote for Joe Biden in 2024, it's a begrudging vote. He's done some things that I like, but I like how Kyle from Secular Talk calls him bare minimum Biden, which is kind of the way I feel about him. He's in the bare minimum, but he has done that. 
<laughs> I'd rather call him Beijing Biden. I think it's a more oh um, my goodness fitting uh nickname out of he, all the nicknames he we can call him. What? He was China Bob. We don't need that. What? No, he has ties to China Bob. Okay. So, anyway. so here's the thing. I don't think that Joe Biden should run in 2024. Oh, yeah. There's, there's, and, been, there's been some people saying that he shouldn't. Yes. Right. And he has said publicly that over the holiday season, yeah. he's going to talk it out with his family and then announce in 2023, like probably January. Um, uh-huh. Trump's... Uh, as being investigated from the FBI, I think he's going to be indicted, but I think that the they're going to put up a real weak defense against Trump, so he's not going to go to prison. But Trump also had a lot of candidates who lost this time around. So my theory on Trump, and it's evolving, is that he is going to win the Republican nomination for president fairly easily. Uh-huh. Like maybe they'll put up one or two people to run against them, but they're not going to put in a real fight. And I know that everybody is pushing for DeSantos to run against him. Which wouldn't be a good idea. Actually. It would be a horrible idea. Yeah. But he might do it. He might not. Yeah. I think Trump will easily win the Republican nomination. Uh-huh. But I don't think any independents are going to vote for Trump. I don't think any Democrats are going to go over to vote for Trump. So I think he's, he's going to lose I, in I 2020. I don't know about that because a lot of the uh, independents, um, I I think that uh, a lot of independents have been leaving, um, the liberal independents have been leaving, leaving a Democrat party. That's why they're independents. So. I wasn't done, Bob. <laughs> Tickle. Give me a guess. Give me a guess. I wasn't done, Bob. Okay, cool. Uh, you know, you were good until then. Oh until up to now, but oh go ahead, babes. Okay. Well, I don't know if that's true because liberal independents have um moved over from um from being uh liberal independents and they've become um they they've um become more conservative. And then you've got the Democrats that have left the Democrat Party and have gone um, conservative. You also have um, the rising in Latino voters, in Black voters, in Asian voters, that um, some of them have voted Democrat and they left. So I don't know that your theory is correct. And we don't know because this is this a theory. But I, I think that's what's going to happen. I think he's going to win the Republican nomination very easily and lose the national election. But I, we'll see. We'll have to see. Yeah, I don't. I don't know that that would. I don't know sure. that would be true. But I guess well, it's it's something uh, that we'll have to wait and see because it's still very early in the game. I was listening to Michael Moore this week, who is a great filmmaker. Podcast big lib. Yeah, and he's a great filmmaker. A big lib. That's a good thing. No, it's not. Why not? Anyway, I can I can I I don't have to explain it right now. You told me that you like some of his movies. I I never watched any of his movies. You I watched only, Fahrenheit. 9/11. That was only that was the one movie I watched, and I kind of thought it was funny, but I also thought it was very sad that um it it made uh, George W. Bush look like an idiot. George W. Um, Bush is an idiot. But Bubs, what even you would agree with that? Wouldn't you? No, 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 no. Don't mess with the record. Would it, even you would agree that George W. Bush is an idiot? Well, I mean, he's not making himself look very good, that's for sure. I mean, but I'm not talking about George W. Bush. I've only saw one movie of Michael Moore's. Um, I think he's a very unhappy person. 
um, much like Bill Maher is. It's just my opinion. And, um, uh, yeah, that's all I'm going to say. I uh, think he's not very happy. At some point, we will watch Roger and Me. <laughs> One, I think you'd actually really enjoy it, even more than Fahrenheit 9-11. But two, it's a very important film in the history of cinema. Um, and I, I see that about a lot of films. Uh, but there are a lot of important films. <clears throat> okay. there, I won't give you the dissertation now, but <laughs> suffice it to say, I have a lot of positive things to say about that movie. Anyways. Okay. Tune into Michael Moore's podcast this week. And he was off for like a month mm -hmm. because he caught that Rona <laughs> around the same time that we did. Mm -hmm. He had a pretty bad. Okay. And, you know, Michael Moore was the only person who said, you know, who's like of some note, mm -hmm. who said that the Democrats aren't going to lose as bad as people think, and they might even pick up a seat in the Senate. So he had, yeah, so he had some reasons to brag, but he said something else on this podcast that I didn't think about and is really interesting. He said that he, I, and I'm paraphrasing obviously, and this is what I got out of it, is that he thinks that by the time the 2024 elections come around, the House will already be in Democratic control again. And he made a pretty convincing argument. His argument was this. He said that since 2020, there had been nine Republicans and seven <coughs> Democrats who were elected to the House who did not serve out their term. And he said some of that is deaths in the family, or, or their own deaths, or some of that is like medical stuff that comes out, and for whatever reason, they just can't serve their term out. And he said that he thinks that something like that is going to happen, and the House is going to flip to being Democratic. And he also said that a lot of people now who are Republicans are turned off by the Trump wing of the party, and that might convince some Republicans to flip over to the Democratic Party before 2024. I before November 2024. I, I don't know. I I don't know. I don't. I, mean, I don't know either. I don't know if this that's really going to happen. But it, it was an interesting because, argument because in and I can only talk about the the wing of the Republican Party that I support, but there are some strong people that are coming into um that are that are going to be coming into the House. So I don't. I don't know. I mean, I don't know if it's going to go that way. And I, I should also say, I believe Michael Moore was also one of the few people who predicted that Trump had a really good chance of winning against Hillary in 2016. Okay. Well, I'm not sure about this one. Yeah. He might have been right about 2016, but I'm, I'm really not sure about this. He one. was also right about 2022, about Democrats not losing the Senate. We haven't found that out yet, Bubs. What do you mean? No, they they got fifty. They got fifty. What? <laughs> We're gonna weed count, Bubs. Oh, Bubs. We're gonna weed count, Bubs. <laughs> We're gonna weed count until twenty twenty four. There, Bubs. Bubs. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. I mean, I don't. I don't know. It could go either way. But I. I'm not quite sure if Michael Barr's Moore is gonna be right about this one. I was listening to... Are we going to talk about something else? Oh, well, hold on, babes. Ah. I was listening to Howard Stern. Of course. In... Smut King. Oh, my goodness. I thought you liked his show. I don't listen to it. You never listen to it. The Smut King. At some point... I don't want to watch this movie with you, but I would like oh, to no. play you some audio from his show that I think you would find interesting. 
But no, I'm I'm but I'm a super fan. I'm I'm a Howard Stern. Yeah, stand. but then Howard, Howard Stern also said that he was thinking about running for president, which he's never gonna. Do I that. wouldn't. He's, he's not. He would never do that. I wouldn't vote for him. No, it's one of those shows. There's a lot there that I don't like, mm-hmm. but I think that the the stuff that's great is so great that it justifies listening to the rest of it. But uh, you're, you, I think you're gonna enjoy this though. Oh boy! So. In 2004, uh-huh. uh, there was a big move in, movement in the conservative world to censor Howard Stern. Um, and you can research that, uh, which is one of the reasons I find it so interesting when the conservatives now talk about free speech. But, but how, I mean, how conservative were they? Because I, I'm not okay with people being censored. People never, in the Bush administration. I was never, yeah, but the Bush administration are, um, now we know that we're, they're establishment um, Republicans, so I don't know. Okay, I yeah. let me finish the story. So, okay. so <laughs> that made Howard, you know, kind of like fight against them to a certain extent. Yeah, on the airwaves and and say that he was supporting John Kerry, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Saw the movie Fahrenheit 9/11. Uh-huh. Invites Michael Moore on. Uh-huh. Michael Moore on to it. So I'm, I realized as I said that it made, it made it sound like it said Michael Moore on, <laughs> which is not the, what I my intent. So Michael Moore. Goes on the show and they're talking and they're having a great time. And Howard goes to his callers, uh-huh. which he doesn't really do anymore when guests come on because oh, really? he, has, he has some crazy callers. Oh, okay. Which is kind of fun, but it's it's also kind of weird to forget. Yeah, yeah. And one of the callers said, I bet Michael Moore would do really good in a cheeseburger eating com- competition, but he's a horrible filmmaker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you mean like that, that one film, uh, Super Size Me? Was he referring to that? No, he was just saying that he thought that he was trying to imply that Michael Moore is really overweight. That's hilarious. Which he is, but it was. That's hilarious. I would laugh at that one. You know what I just remembered, babes? What? I have a copy of Downsize This, which I think is Michael Moore's either first or second book, downloaded from the Bard app on my iPad. And I should read that soon. About downsizing? Well, it's about how. Now. Consider this. I remember hearing the synopsis back in the 90s, so I haven't read it. But I think it's about how corporations are getting rich from using corporate welfare, which is something that's just gotten worse over time. Like, we always talk about, you know, the single mother with three kids who needs to pull herself up by her bootstraps and get off food stamps. Uh But we never talk about all the money that McDonald's takes from our government to stay in business. I think that's the central point of the book because I heard him discuss it on a couple of different talk shows at the time. Huh. So I should read that book. Okay. I've read other books of his that I've enjoyed. I did like Dude, Where's My Country? Oh. I thought that was good. Uh-uh. What's he doing, babes? Oh, no, my my, my lips are kind of hurting because it's been dry. It's been cold and dry and yeah. windy. And-, and I also think that Rona didn't help. I'm almost past it. Oh, what was that thing I told you this morning, babes? You said, well, what happens if you meet some, a woman named Rona? And I said, yeah. well, I could always tell my friends, hey, uh, you know that girl Rona? Years ago, I got that Rona. And it implies something else. Oh. No. Babes. <laughs> yes. What? Let's talk. About the fact that a tech company, it looks like, that was very big up until like a month ago, (laughs) Mm -hmm. 
is probably going to be out of business by the end of the year and maybe I, even next week. I don't know about that because I... The I, company's name is Twitter. Now, I'm not a Twitter user by any means. I'm not planning to be, but um, it sounded to me when you said that he um, he fired like 88 people already. No, 88%, 88 of the entire staff. Okay. I didn't hear this, but I'm kind of thinking maybe he wants to do a complete overhaul. I hear you. But a lot of the staff people aren't just in the tech part of the company. They're also the security people. They're also in the legal department. And Elon Musk has gotten in some hot water from investors in Tesla because they're saying, well, you're the CEO of Tesla, but you're spending all this time on Twitter. How is that going to work out in the long run? Uh-huh. And there's also been uh, talks that Eli Lilly might sue Elon Musk over Twitter, too. Do you know about that controversy? No, I didn't. Okay, so... What the, company is... What what, com- what does Eli Lilly um, sell? In fairness, they're a horrible company, too. They're one of these um, big pharma companies. Oh, right. Okay, because so I've been hearing their name, but I don't know what they had. They're not good guys, either. But okay. So here's the con- controversy. The same as... Uh, um, uh, what's, that, what's that one company? Rock something? I don't know if Black Rock... Black Rock is not a good company either. They're owns any of Eli Lilly, but they might. Yeah, they're pretty shady too. Yeah, but in any event. So the way it used to work is if I go on Twitter, I want to follow the BBC uh-huh. and not some not some fake account. Yeah. And the way Twitter would have it is anybody could say... I'm I'm from the BBC, so I could open an account and say this is the real BBC on Twitter. Uh-huh. But if you wanted to know if it was the real BBC, you could look for a blue check mark, uh-huh. and that meant that they went through certain steps to show that they are verified uh-huh. to the people running the company of Twitter. Yeah. Okay. So the blue check mark uh, certifies them. Yes. Elon Musk comes in, uh-huh. and again, this was less than a month ago, and he yeah. says. If you're willing to pay $8 a month, yeah. you can get a blue check mark. No questions asked. So somebody opens up an account, and I, I think it's called like the real Eli Lilly. Uh-huh. And because they pay the $8 a month, and because this isn't really known at the time, they get a blue check mark. And they come on and say, insulin is now free to anybody who wants it. Eli Lilly was already on Twitter, and they had to come out and say, uh, you know, this was an erroneous tweet. Uh, you know, we're not giving insulin for free. And I'm paraphrasing, obviously. Yeah. But because of the controversy of this, yeah, the pri- the stock price of Eli Lilly dropped like 3.5%. Wow. Because of that? Yeah. And so there's talk that Elon Musk might get sued over that. Yeah. I don't know. This is another thing that I don't know what's going to happen. It's like, a, you know, a week-to-week... Uh, Thing. like yeah. you got to watch what happens because it could go up it could go down um it could be a bad idea for him to to take it over but i don't know because i'm not on twitter and i don't care to be on it that's fair i <clears throat> the lefty in me does think that it's kind of funny that he did this to own the libs and yet it's completely wrecking havoc on his life and and his business relationships so i do like that Oh, it costs a little bit more to own the libs than he thought it would. He, oh, he, my uh, goodness. I don't even think he's conserved, Bob. He encouraged people to vote Republican in the last election in 2022. Did he? Yeah. I don't know. BBC I... reported on it. Okay. Well, I...
I don't know. I'm I'm kind of like in the out of the Elon Musk loop right now. Well, good. Yeah. He, yeah, and he's kind of he's kind of strange. Like he yeah. wants to get he wants to um promote a Neuralink, and I don't like that idea. I don't either. I don't like the idea of brains being linked together like that. I don't like it. And how would we even, like, really do that? He yeah. says a lot of stuff that never really comes to fruition. I mean, like, it, it's like the, 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 the transhumanists, to me anyway, um, I think there's like, uh, you know how it was in 1984 when um, they were trying to get rid of these words? Yeah. And it was a new speak, right? Mm -hmm. And then remember how um, Winston was had that job at um, the Ministry of Truth? Truth, yep. Right? And all these things were going into the holes. And they were being, um, they were disappearing, right? So these files were, were being shredded. And people were disappearing as if they never existed. Yes. Because they defied the, they defied Newspeak, they defied the Thought Police. It's almost like that. Like, like, how could anybody um, be able to get people's thoughts from their minds? That has to be there. Has to, I mean, yeah, I don't like the idea of Neuralink. No, it's just so uh, such a violation of people's privacy. It is. Yeah. It is. It's bad enough that we're being watched, uh, um, being listened to on our telephones and our cell phones, and probably and obviously our. Um, uh, electronic devices that's hard enough to deal with oh by the way that's another controversy that came out this week what's that from apple so apparently there's something you can uh toggle in settings where it basically says don't track my movements mm -hmm. from apple yeah. and they found out that that's just put in there and if you click it to off it's still tracking you oh well, by the way i always thought that was the case but a lot of people were surprised when that came out that that was true that Apple was still keeping an eye on you. Oh yeah, they are. Yeah, every yeah. every tech company. Is. Yeah, they are. You know what's weird though? What's up? I've been trying to um, set up FaceTime on my um, iPad, mm -hmm. but for some reason, because I, I I changed my um, Apple password recently, might have been like a couple months ago, and for some reason it's not accepting it. See, I thought you called Apple and you got that. Fixed. Yeah, I did. I did, but for some reason, it's telling me it's the wrong password, and I'm like, why does it keep doing that? Maybe you should call them again and get that. But but out. I mean, I'm not I'm not worried about the FaceTime thing right now. It's just, oh. it's weird. I yes. don't know. They should it, and it should have saved it because I I actually put it in there, and um, it was it should have saved it to yeah. iCloud. Mine saved. All I do is open up the app, and I'm already logged in. Huh, that's interesting. Uh yeah, I got to figure out what the glitch. I have to do like a um a search on that and say, well, I have a new password. Why is why is some Apple features not accepting it? By the way, yeah, did we talk about the new Bard app here, the one for yeah. Android? Yes, we have sort of right. So I I don't I don't know. <clears throat> you said we have though. I think we might have. Like you said, it was a little bit better. Well, here's the thing. They no longer have that weird uh, sound issue where somebody sounds like they're talking far away and then really yeah. close and then far away again. Yeah. But the thing is, every time I close the app and reopen it, it wants me to sign in again. Oh, weird. There's always some weird issue with Bard. I think you should contact them. No, so here's – I'm, I'm going to tell you this. A friend of mine had this issue. Yeah. Uh, but it was on iOS. <clears throat> yeah. Now, in fairness, I think the iOS app works 
almost flawlessly for oh, me. Oh, yeah, for sure. And it's uh, the new update actually made it better. Because yeah. the one issue I had was search and downloading books. Yeah. Well, I guess that's a pretty big issue. Uh-huh. But they fixed that issue. Yeah. So my friend, like two years ago, had the problem I'm having on Android, except he had it on iOS. Every time he would open the app, uh-huh. he'd have to sign back into it. Yeah. He reached out to Bard, yeah. told them what was going on. Yeah. And they said, we've had a lot of complaints about this issue. We're working uh-huh. on it. Yeah. Now, he tells me this like a month ago, and he's like, he says, Rick, two years later, every time I open the app, I still have the same issue. That's weird. Yeah. It shouldn't do that. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of think maybe um, maybe uh, Apple on my device has a glitch where, because um, I, I don't know, uh, I need to, I need to do some, some, uh, some research on that mm. because it should be able to accept my password, no problem. I wonder if you, uh, uh, maybe just need to update the app, babes. The, um, which app? FaceTime. FaceTime? Maybe yeah. I should. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. How do you go, how do you look for updates on? You can just, there's a bunch of different ways, but the easiest way, if you just want to do one app. Yeah. Is go to the app store, type in FaceTime. Yeah. It should come right up and it'll say something like update. Okay. Yeah. I think I'll do that. Good. Because I won't have to, um, I won't have to delete it. Nice. I'll do that. Good. Yeah. Babes. What? Speaking of reading. Yeah. Have you done any darn reading this week? Darn reading? Reading? Yeah, I mean, so I read a little bit. I was hoping to get it, uh, get some more in yesterday, but it's just been a crazy day because I found out about my family stuff. Yeah. Um, so where I'm at is, is, um, uh, George Amberson got, was getting in uh, to this relationship with Sadie Dunhill and finding out a little bit about her marriage. And it sounds to me like it w- it was a, an abusive marriage and they weren't married for long. It was like, well, she called it forever and a day, but it was only over four years. <laughs> and um, she admitted some things like she's still a virgin because they never really, uh, they never really consummated the relationship and her husband was abusive. So why would they, you know, she wouldn't feel right about doing it yeah and um they started having um a relationship but they did they didn't want uh they didn't we're trying to figure out how to make sure the kids didn't find out because they're supposed to be co-workers and um um they're supposed to be um uh co-workers together so that's going on and then where I'm at right now is he goes to um silent Mike McKecker's shop to pick up um the lamps that he um, did some tweaking with, with the wires. Nice. So trying to, uh, so that's where I'm at right now. So when he's not enjoying that pound cake, he's getting. Uh, <laughs> um. So super, what? He's spying on people. He's getting the material. To so so people. first off, they never ate the pound cake, and the they pound cake. Um, what I'm referring to is the pound cake that George brought to Sadie's house when she asked him to come over for a picnic, <laughs> and they squished it. So they never ate the pound cake. It's a waste of pound cake. Well, that's what they call sex in the book. No, they didn't. Okay. Bubs, it was a real count, a pound cake. I okay. almost said pound cake. It was a real pound cake that they that he um. Mm, I just kissed your hand. Aw. Well, I hope you get back to it, babes. I'd love to <laughs> read Lolita. Yes, I know. I need to. Um, in this lifetime. Well, and and I'm and I'm uh, I want you to get back into writing, Bubs. I know. By the end of this year, I will have it. You know what it is, babes? What? 
with your dad maybe visiting town. Yeah, but we've been making excuses about this. I know, yeah. By the end of this year, I will give you that chapter. It's gotten to the point, babes. Yeah. To where I'll be on the phone with friends of mine. They'll be like, all right, what's going on with this book? I have a, a friend of mine from Nobody India. has been asking me about the book, by the way. Oh, oh you know what I tried to find, babes, the what? other day? What's that? I have a friend. I who, have a friend. Okay. Who's going through some health issues right now. Oh, yeah. Okay. And I'm not going to get into the specifics because uh, it's his thing. But they're, Have you talked to him recently? Yes, I talked to him earlier oh, this week. Okay, okay. But it's pretty serious health, health oh, stuff. Oh, no. But as a result, he has a lot more free time. Uh-huh. So I've tried to been to send him more things linked to stuff that I think he might like. Uh-huh. And I was trying to find the link to that Russell Peters video where he talks about why people should beat their kids, white people. Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember and, that. And I... he tells the story of his friend Ryan and Ryan's mom telling him to clean up his room. I remember that. And he's like, fuck you, bitch. And then uh, Russell Peters is like, aren't you afraid she's going to hurt you? And he's like, no, because I'll call child's aid. Russell tries child, that. With... Child aid was a... Um, a... Um, place in Canada. in Canada, child aid. It's yeah. kind of like their version of child services. And then, and then when his dad, when when he said he he starts uh, back talking to his dad. What the hell did you say to me? <laughs> he didn't quite say it like that. Oh, but he's like, what did you say? <laughs> <laughs> no, you couldn't do that in a Filipino household. You'll get it. Oh, you'll get it. Yes. Do I look like Ryan's mom? <laughs> and so I was trying to find that version of it. There's a lot of different. Uh, renditions of Russell Peters Peters doing it, but there's yeah. not the one that I like. Yeah, because um, Russell Peters is Indian, right? Yes, he is. Okay. But it's he was raised in Canada. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah. So I unfortunately I couldn't send that to my friend. But the, but his imitation of his dad was just really funny. Yeah, I know. I did send my friend a link to that episode of Music Planet yeah. where they were talking about the Womad Festival. Yeah, the Womad Festival. That was really good. Yeah. And a link to the 60 Minutes piece on that one lady. With, uh, what is it, the Korma? Cora. Cora. It's a stringed instrument that sounds like a harp, a, a, loop and a, a lute, and a guitar. That was cool. It was really cool. And I'm like, I didn't realize how difficult it was. Yes. But you have to go through some intense um, studying of the instrument. You do. Yeah. You, you do. do. You do. You do. do. You do. There's a um an instrument called a shamisen, and I no no wait not a shamisen I'm sorry uh, a koto, and it's a Japanese instrument and I heard it's hard to play. I want to know more about world music. Yeah. Uh, and some of that involves doing some research into the instrumentation. Yeah. 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 Yes. 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 Yeah. Babes. Yeah. I've done some reading myself. More than I have. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I only finished, what was it, two books this week? Oh, yeah? And then I'm on a third. Oh, well. There's this book called Crazy Cat. Crazy Cat? And it's about... When did you start this? This was like last Sunday. Oh, okay. It's a it's a biography on George Harriman, okay. who I had not heard about before this yeah. that much. But he was a cartoonist uh -huh. from like nineteen hundred until the forties when he died. Mm -hmm. But apparently, he's popular in that world. Yep, and 
I, it came out after his, his death that he was a black man, oh, but really? he was passing as white. Wow, because he was a, he was a lighter skin color. Yeah. Wow. It told the whole story about his life. And I, I should have known this because I am a cinephile. Yeah. But I'm also a blind cinephile. guy. I'm just... Like- I am. That sounds like a like a like a, a funny uh, like a crazy sci-fi show. No, no, no. I'm a, I'm a complete cinephile. The cinephiles. Okay, but I am a blind guy and I'm yeah. dyslexic and I'm in my own world. Yeah, yeah. So I don't want to say too much because I do want to show you Pulp Fiction, but there's a scene in Pulp Fiction uh-huh. where Vincent and Jules, um. AKA John Travolta uh-huh. and Samuel L. Jackson, uh-huh. they meet the wolf and they have to change clothes really fast. Oh, really? Yeah, because of Harvey Keitel, who plays the wolf. And the wolf is a gang member, right? The wolf is mobster. this guy who's like a fixer. So oh. if you have a problem, he comes in and fixes stuff up. Okay. There's that great scene where, um, you know, Samuel L. Jackson is on the phone with Ving Rams and he's all upset because they have something that yeah. needs fixing. Yeah. It's like, I need to go in there and chill them out. And he's like, I'm sending the wolf. And I'm, I'm, I'm paraphrasing that. And Samuel L. Jackson's like, you're sending the wolf? Okay. Anyways. Yeah. Anyways. Samuel L. Jackson wears a T-shirt. When he changes clothes, he uh-huh. wears a T-shirt of Crazy Cat, uh-huh. which is the comic strip. That George Harriman started. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it's a really interesting connections. Apparently, George Harriman was this really humble dude. Uh-huh. It was just a really interesting book. I'm not going to say it was my favorite because I didn't know a lot about him before then. So what was Crazy Cat about? The I mean, the cartoon itself. It was this cat who would get into these adventures uh-huh. and who didn't have a specific gender. They tell stories in the book about how people would ask George, what gender is Crazy Cat? And he, he's, he would always say, I don't know. Sometimes I think Crazy Cat is a woman. Sometimes I think Crazy Cat is a man. Usually more woman, though. More, more feminine cat. Yeah, more feminine. Okay. But the sex is never said. And after George died, maybe 15 years later, they did a cartoon for a couple of years yeah. where they made Crazy Cat a woman. Oh, wow. But the whole thing was it was supposed to be genderless before then. Okay, that's a little bit weird. So he was up on the non-binary community before it was a thing, I <laughs> guess. Non-binary cat? Yeah. Uh, no, I guess uh, that would be androgynous. Yeah. Because androgynous um, things or people, um, you don't know what sex they are. Oh, well, good. Kind of like an androgynous pet on SNL. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which you could never do today. No, but it was <laughs> it was kind of funny. I don't know. I I liked it. It was funny just because it was really a really weird sketch. Yeah, but you couldn't you couldn't get away with it today. No, but it was a good book. If I had been a fan of the comic strip, I probably would have enjoyed <laughs> it more. Yeah. I also read No Surrender. Right. Which is a book about this Japanese soldier. It's written by him. Yeah. Who goes to, I think it's pronounced Lobang. It's an island in uh, the Philippines. Or Lubang. I don't know if it's Lubang. I think it might be Lubang, but I don't know. I'm a white guy. Yeah. But I am dating a Filipino, and I'm part Filipino myself. <laughs> no, you're not. You don't know that. I might be. Bubs. Okay. You, have no, you don't know that, Bubs. Lubang. Anyway, there's some questions about, um, uh, there's some questions about these, um, 
ancestry and ancestry stuff. Yeah, George Harriman was passing as white, and so am I. I'm really Filipino, but no, you're not. <laughs> we'll let my biographer worry about that. Oh, jeez. Okay, so it tells the story of, and from his perspective, he goes to the Philippines to Lubang. We're going to pronounce it. I believe in January of 1945, not too long before the war ends. And he hides out in the woods there and doesn't surrender until 1974. Initially, he's with a couple other guys. <clears throat> yeah. One of them leaves. Two of the guys stick with him, mm -hmm. but eventually they die. And... The Japanese army tries to reach him and let him know, hey, look, bro, the war is over. They drop uh -huh. pictures of his family and of the other soldiers' families so they can see. And they just keep coming up with these outlandish excuses yeah. about why this isn't the case. At one point, the soldier's brother comes there and starts talking to him. But he mispronounces a word in a song that he sings to him. Uh -huh. Or might have even been his tone. Oh, really? And so the soldier just doesn't believe that it's really him. Oh, wow. So he, misses, he mispronounces a word? I think it actually, now that I'm thinking about it, it was like the tone he used. Wow. was a little bit off in the song. And oh, wow. they find a radio. Uh-huh. Okay. They steal batteries for it and they start listening to it. They believe everything they hear except for the military reports. The author tells a story about how him and one of his fellow soldiers would say, it's amazing technology, even though we hate the Americans, but it really is spectacular how they're, edit, how they're able to edit these news reports live. Wow. So they're just coming up with any excuse they can not to believe this, in that's, my opinion. That's crazy. But eventually... He's convinced to surrender. Wow. And yeah. he lived until 2014. Oh, wow. So he was like 92 when he died. Yeah, Very interesting book that you did there, Jay Do you think you would ever read something like this? I don't know. I don't know if I will. Oh? That's a good I'm not really like a war book person, but oh. I don't know if I will. This was an interesting take, though. I can't believe that it took him 29 years until he realized that the war is over. Yeah, but he's he's like one of those religious people. This is the sense I get to where he has to believe that the war is continuing. You know what I mean? Oh, like, you mean there's like so he's much, treating it as a religion? Is that well, mean? there's so much evidence to the contrary that he's just choosing not to look at. Huh. It's like he doesn't know because <laughs> he doesn't want to know type of thing. Yeah, and that means that he has to go back to his life. Yeah, and apparently he became really famous in Japan for this. Wow. Mm -hmm. But if I was, um, if I was, um, stuck on an island, I would want to know if the war is over. And if I did know what the war was over, I would be happy to go home. But that's just me. That's just you, babes. That's just me. Yeah. <laughs> was he? And he was in the Japanese what? Army. Army. Okay, the Japanese yeah. army. I don't know what word they use for it because this was translated, yeah. but yeah. But I do understand that the Filipinos at the time were standing with the Americans because oh. of the um how uh, World War Two started. Yes. 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 So I get that. Finished that last night. Yeah. This morning. Morning. I start a book called The Family That Couldn't Sleep. Wow. And I'm still not that far into it, but 
I'm enjoying wow. it. Wow. Yeah. That sounds like an interesting book about a, um, it's a family that has a sleep disorder, right? Yeah. And they, they usually don't discover it until the person, I think between like the late thirties or early, between the late forties to early fifties is when they find out that they have this thing yeah. and it basically causes insomnia that gets worse and worse until you don't sleep at all and then you die. So was this doctor who died, was he, um, because you told me about this earlier, was yeah. he married? I don't think so. Okay. He was a single guy, but his family got it. Now, I could have that wrong. Okay. Because they mentioned that, you know, he had it. And then they start talking about sheeps who yeah. start attacking themselves. Not, not. Other not other sheep. sheeps, but the, the yeah, their, their individual selves. Yeah. And I'm not quite sure how this is going to relate back to the doctor. Wow. I'm interested. Yeah, because sheep normally don't do that. They're pretty docile. Yeah, they are. Docile. Yeah. Okay. They're docile. They're stupid, but they're docile. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, when was the last time you pet a sheep? I don't know that I have. It's been a long time. Um, long time ago when I went to the zoo, I pet a goat and it sneezed on me. So I had oh, to... My on my hand, yeah. <laughs> it did. And you licked it. Ew, no. How old were you? Uh, I was I was in elementary school. I don't remember how old I was. Oh. But it sneezed on my hand. And I had to wash my hands. But um, yeah, I pet <laughs> I petted um, I did pet sheep um, cause Hawaii used to have the um, I think I still have it the every year they have a state farm fair mm. and they would have um, they would have it during the summer and they would have sheep uh, like a petting zoo with sheep and nice and other th other uh, animals to pet. It was really fun. They don't live that long. I think they only live to be like five years uh, old. I heard it was 12. Oh, okay. Yeah. Maybe I got that wrong. But then it wouldn't surprise me if they didn't live very long because they're kind of stupid. Yeah. They're very sweet animals, but they're stupid. Yes. Yes. Well, good. Really good. Well, babes. Yeah? Is there anything else you want to talk about? We are going to watch a movie tonight. We're going to watch two of them, but one of them we're kind of watching in two parts. Cleopatra. Because it's a really long-ass movie. It is. It's very long. Well, so is uh, JFK. It's um, over three hours, so. Yeah, which we're going to watch that tomorrow night. Yeah. I'm excited about both movies, but yes. JFK, because you're reading the book and the anniversary of his assassination is coming up. I, uh, I don't know much about Cleopatra at all, to tell you the truth. Well, this will be good for you, then. Maybe it'll, it'll inspire you to read some books. Oh, my goodness. Yes, after Lolita. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. 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 Okay. So, um, shall we wrap this up and have another snack? Let's do it. Give me a kiss first. Okay. Okay. Bubs. What? Stop distracting me. I'm not trying Why to. do you do that? Because I love my jaywalking. Bubs. Bubs. What? Normal bubs. Okay, normal. kiss me normally, babes. <laughs> I'm glad you're finally able to gain some maturity and kiss me without making any noise. And with that said, that was you. That was you. That and was I, you. Okay, babes, I love you. <sighs> bye. With, what? With that said, uh, I think we're gonna go now. Now. Bye, bye for now. Bye, bye. Bye. -bye.